All right. So I'm chatting with uh, Josh Gregg, who's a senior marketing manager at Ease. And Josh and I, we worked together for, what was it, like a year and three months or something like that? It's like, like, a, it's like a, I'd say about a year and a half, like closer to a year, year and, and a half. half. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. A year and a half. Um, and, uh, originally when you were hired, uh, you reported to a director that we had at the time and that was, um, pretty short, pretty short stint. Mm -hmm. And then you reported directly to me for, uh, maybe like half of the remainder of the time or something like that. I don't remember mm -hmm. the exact, like at least six months you reported yeah. directly to me. Right. And then, uh, and then you joined Lara's team in maybe December of 2020. Mm -hmm. does, does that feel right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and that was when we had kind of restructured the marketing team uh, a little bit in terms of um, uh, kind of the, I guess, what everyone was focused on to some extent. But um, uh, I guess it to it was ultimately um, designed to fit kind of where the company was, was going. Um, mm -hmm. And um, we made a couple changes, but anyway, um, I just wanted to start off by asking you to um, describe the team a little bit, uh, like the, the team as you joined and um, as it developed, like what, what are some, uh, what are some things that, that come to mind um, you'd had some startup experience prior. Um, so yeah, I mean, what, what are, how would you describe the, the, the team, um, the people that were on it, et cetera? Yeah. The team dynamic was just incredibly, I would say like unique, uh, you know, we were and are like empowered and really supported, uh, by you. And what I loved about it, was the culture of the team that was fostered. It was really uh, this culture of positivity, but like the underlying thing is it was just like a culture of success and results. And something that I loved was team members were trusted to take on things that were larger than their role. And through that kind of coaching and mentorship that you put in place, uh, you know, you could see several team members grow like right in front of your eyes. Like, you know, I could see it. Other team members could see it happening, uh, you know, because in that startup culture, you have to be nimble, you have to be flexible and you have to take on a little bit more than just like, uh, you know, the one or two things you're hired to do. You have to stretch and you have to grow quickly and adapt. And that was something that I think you really put uh, everyone on the team in a big position to do and to succeed in. Yeah, I guess in a lot of ways, you, you don't have much of a choice, right? Um, right. It's like to, to achieve what we wanted to achieve, uh, we're always uh, kind of under-resourced um, in, uh, in this environment. But mm -hmm. um, And maybe you could share a little bit more about, like, how would you describe my management style? Um, again, having worked directly for me. Also, I guess it's fair to say that... Um, because of some weird circumstances, I recruited you uh, directly. Um, so I actually made the decision to hire you, even though you weren't reporting to me. Um, and 
um, and then you reported to me very shortly after, and then um, and then uh, and then subsequently to Lara. But yeah, maybe you could share a little bit about um, my style and maybe also like why you why you joined. Absolutely. So as far as management styles go, you know, I've been kind of in the industry for, uh, you know, 15 years now. And I have to say with that reservation that your management style is one of my favorites uh, for a few, for a few like warranted reasons, actually. Um, it's a really unique and impactful blend of you're a very clear communicator. You set um, expectations. Like there's no, there's no ambiguity, right? It's pretty black and white on what the expectation is. You're also very supportive, right? It isn't like, hey, I'm just going to work with the team to set goals and then just let them either succeed or fail. Uh, there is a, like an unusually perfect blend of like checking in and being supportive without micromanaging or unnecessarily complicating any process. So it was one of those where we had kind of the autonomy to achieve our own results and run our own projects in a way that would benefit the company's bottom line, which was amazing. But in instances where, you know, maybe we're not seeing the result we want, you know, quite yet, or maybe we're pacing behind, what you did was unique insofar as, you know, we were constantly measuring things throughout the quarter. It wasn't we were waiting until the last week of the quarter to say, hey, are we coming up short on some of our objectives and key results? It was even in the middle of the quarter, hey, uh, you know, from a, a pacing and analytics perspective, this is a little bit behind. And it was just a really positive approach in those rare instances of how do we get to where we need to go and how do we do it as a team? Uh, what I loved about the, the culture, especially in your leadership, was it never felt like anyone was against anyone, uh, there were no ego egos. Uh, you're you're not interested in office politics, which was just great and refreshing. Uh, especially, you know, I think a lot of us, even people listening, probably have been at places where there is a little bit of that. Um, and I think the most successful and overachieving teams are ones that you know kind of put the horse blinders on and don't mess with things like politics and our results focused and results driven and teamwork driven. And that was the kind of culture that you created and drove in large part. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for saying that. Um, maybe just to kind of zoom in on the, uh, the expectations and the results piece, like, could you describe a little bit about how, um, we did kind of goal setting or, um, how we, uh, managed towards, towards results, I guess, to, to use a phrase you used earlier. Absolutely. So when the ease marketing team went about goal setting and when we went about measuring against results, what was incredibly unique from anywhere I've ever been or anything I've ever done is we were planning for the next quarter, right, with maybe two weeks to a month left in the current quarter. So we were always planning ahead on, okay, how do we finish this quarter strong? But then let's get our ducks in a row for what the next 90 days of work is going to look like, who's responsible for what, and what needs to get done so business results are achieved or exceeded. 
which is great because that set the expectation on the front end for everyone on the team on what they were going to be working on, what they were responsible for, and what needed to get done to get success and achieve that vision of success. Insofar as, you know, during your time here, it really set the gold standard within the company. No other team, and there are several of them, no other team had prepared this thoroughly or this far in advance uh, as the marketing team did. So everyone kind of looked to the team uh, and to you as the gold standard of, of preparation and kind of de definition of results. And it's something that I felt like an inherent sense of pride about. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really cool. I'm glad to hear that, uh, that you felt that way. Um, we, we made a lot of changes uh, and I feel like in your, in the time that we worked together, at least on the marketing team, we probably made more changes, um, and you were directly impacted by them. I guess I should say, yeah, changes that, that someone on the team was impacted by, like I would make the case that it was probably in the, in that time that we worked together that, that you had experienced that the most. Maybe Raina experienced the most change of anyone on the marketing team, you know, as she changed roles and had been at the company for so long. But um, can you share a little bit about, um, you know, how we kind of managed change as a team and what your experience was going through some of those changes? So how we managed change as a team, uh, you know, it was kind of largely driven by you as a leader, which is a really great thing. So I've seen this go the opposite way in several instances at various companies. You articulated kind of the why, which to me is the most important thing for change, uh, is explaining the why behind it, why it's happening, how it's going to affect people. And change isn't a bad thing, right? I think inherently it might come with like a, a negative uh, just kind of vibe around it, but it's certainly not, especially in startups. I think the only thing that stays the same is change. And certainly among other marketing teams that I've been fortunate enough to be a part of. But it wasn't one of those things where people necessarily felt off guard or, or blindsided by in any way. Uh, it was always brought about with an air of positivity, like not in a way that, you know, you're, you're blowing sunshine up people's ass, like pardon my French, like not like that at all, right? It was uh, just like really uh, rooted in authenticity and just kind of this sincere and genuine approach on why the change is happening and, and what it's meant to do. Insofar as management changes, uh, I really think that you were incredibly thoughtful about uh, the team structure, the organization as a whole and how it ladders up to that and which levers marketing and even like the micro teams within marketing, which levers they're responsible for pulling and the best way to get there. Something I appreciated about having you as my direct manager, uh, personally having had managed, you know, five creatives before, um, you know, I, admittedly, I am skeptical of and I, I, I hold, uh, I put a lot of kind of uh, expectations on my direct manager. They need to be someone uh, that I admire. They need to be someone who is ethical and they need to be someone who's invested in my growth, uh, my career pathing, and is also able to support me while giving me uncomfortable, 
I call it constructive feedback um, because I'm fine with taking that constructive feedback. It, it's really comes from the desire to improve and be a better professional when I wake up tomorrow than I was today. And you check those boxes without a doubt. All right. That's nice. Uh, that's nice of you to say. Um, I mean, yeah, the, that's an attitude that I, uh, I also uh, prize, um, you know, in, in building a team. Um, and uh, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you felt like I could deliver on some of that. Um, I think of all the people that I worked with at Ease, um, you create, you have created the most content in your career. Like you're the, you're definitely the the most experienced in that regard. Um, how would you kind of describe how we approached it, and how does that compare to like other, um, you know, other organizations that you've been a part of? Like, what did you like? Maybe what did you not like? So when it came to the content creation aspect and how we approach it, just like as a nimble marketing team within a startup, you really put the players in, in the right positions to succeed and to kind of own their own projects. And I certainly felt emboldened to add a flavor of creativity to my work to kind of help differentiate it a little bit and to up-level it. Uh, like at no point, especially with you as a manager, and like I mean this in like the best way possible, did I ever feel like complacency was an option? Like I was afraid to phone anything in. I think your presence on a team brings out the best in people and makes everyone work harder from like a willing perspective that they want to deliver their best work. Um, because there's just this, this mindset that, that not only do you appreciate it, but you expect big things from people because you yourself are delivering them. I've never seen someone lead by example as well as you. And so far as you're delivering top quality work, you don't take a day off when you're working, right? It's never like, oh, he kind of showed up today. It's either like, no, he's either on PTO or he's going 100%. It's one or the other. And it just kind of like imbues that attitude in the team and and it just spreads throughout. And it's one of the things that even people who interview now on the team, uh, this is the first like marketing team where I don't say like, hey, we're this we're with this big happy family. We're a happy family. Like, like we like working together. Like, don't get me wrong, but I describe this as a high performing team, not a not a happy family. It's like it's, it's a difference when there comes an edge to it about analytics, deliverability, performance, uh, and just kind of hitting the metrics that we're accountable for. And to that extent, uh, just the level of accountability and positivity that you instilled within the team is unlike anything I've ever seen in more than a decade. It was great and refreshing, honestly. Yeah, I think um, I really like that description. We wasn't that I didn't want to make it a happy family environment, right? But um, but we did have some some things we we needed to achieve uh, quarter in and, and quarter out, and uh, I, I like the way you put it. It does require a little bit of edge, doesn't it? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's not to say uh, the culture was great and we, you know, are certainly um, friendly with one another. We're positive. We support each other. We joke with each other, but it isn't like, Hey, we're going to go get beers and play team volleyball at six o'clock. And I'm fine with that. Right. It was like, Hey, uh, you know, what's next, what's coming up, what's down the pike. How do we crush this next thing? That was what we were focused on conquering, right? Is like actual real tangible things that made people feel really good uh, versus just like uh, hanging out for random happy hours. Right, right, yeah. Um, Maybe just the last thing, uh, if you've got time, is just talking about your own development over the course of the time we worked together. Uh, did you feel like you grew? Did you feel like you, you know, had room to grow like that? You know, maybe you could share a little bit about that. So when I started in the ease marketing team, I wasn't quite sure what to expect, especially as far as growth. You know, I'd been in a position where I'd been a creative director and I'd overseen content and design. I've been in a position where I've been in rooms and I helped close $4.25 million of new business in 18 months. Uh, just through pitches and uh, creative meetings. So when I joined Ease, you know, I wasn't sure how it would differ because I was coming from an advertising agency that I'd been at for eight years. And I kind of like talking to people with whom I've worked in the past. And they ask me, how do you like in your new job? What's new about it? And I can tell them like without a doubt in the first year of working with you, I had grown more like as a professional in than in my last eight years, which is like both super refreshing and kind of alarming. Um, you know, coming over as like a, from a, like a creative director standpoint and a heavy content background to, you know, jumping head first into like a pretty raw, like SaaS startup culture where I'm building out things in Marketo and I'm assembling things in intercom and I'm doing video work in Vidyard and just adding those skill sets. And I'm reporting on data measurements and analytics to a degree in which I've never been asked to do it before. Creative is, it's one of those industries where it is fairly subjective. And up until now, it's been, you know, did the client like the creative? Did the direct mail, do they feel like direct mail kind of got results, this and that. But just the way that you had implemented, uh, data analysis and analytic tracking, it was at such a deep level. And as a creative, I loved it because I could I could see exactly what was working and where there was room for improvement. And we could work to refine things that were maybe underperforming or just average. And we could kind of duplicate or put on a flywheel some of those things that were our high performers and keep that as like a low lift thing. Um, I don't think anyone has really embodied like the, the work smarter, not harder mentality than you. And how that translates to the team is we, we find our winners and we find our champions and we keep those out in the wild gathering results and making us money. But then we really work to fine tune other processes that we can improve and level up until they get to that level of success. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, uh, I don't, uh, I work hard, but I don't, uh, I don't want to work hard for the sake of, um, working hard. And I more importantly, don't want anyone that works for me to work hard for the sake of working hard. So we can, we always were looking for, I think it's fair to describe it as we're always looking for things that allowed us to achieve, achieve our goals easier, but, um, we didn't spend that like extra time, uh, hanging out. 
<laughs> we right. were kind of pushing ourselves to find what the next version of that was. I mean, you put it more eloquently than I did, but yeah. um, awesome. Th- thank you for taking the time out of your day, Josh. I really, really appreciate it. Super, super grateful. And um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon. Awesome. This was great. Thanks so much.